1: This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I'm giving you my Libertarian perspective on the top GOP candidates, uh, all of whom, or many of whom, 16 or 17 of whom, are slated to debate in a couple of debates being held in Ohio by Fox News this Thursday night. There's like a B-list debate at 5 and a 9 PM is the primetime debate with, I think they're going to try to do 10 people who are polling best. And of those people, I've been telling you my ranking. I'll just give you my top five in reverse order of who, if the primary were today, who I would vote for. My number five is Scott Walker. Number four, Ben Carson. Number three, Donald Trump. I cannot believe it because growing up in New York, it's just hard to take him seriously. But uh, I'm giving him number three. Number two, John Kasich. I'm very surprised at myself on that one because I really didn't know much about him. And number one, Rand Paul, just basically hoping that uh, his compromises are really just that and that he will continue to defend civil liberties and generally uh, observe libertarian principles. I'm going to read a couple of tweets and get to your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I got one from uh, Nick saying... Judge, uh, uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano said Rand Paul is the only candidate who will remain faithful to the Constitution. Uh, I actually think Judge Napolitano would be the candidate who would remain faithful to the Constitution. And Ron Paul, uh, maybe Rand Paul, they know him better than I do. They probably know him personally. And then I got a double tweet from uh, Jennifer saying, take scissors, cut off Kasich, who was my number two, move him to the bottom. So she wants him number 10. Uh, I am suspect of Paul why not Fiorina? Is she not famous enough for you or is there a philosophical difference? So this is Carly Fiorina. She's a businesswoman. I just didn't know her very well. She's not going to be, I don't think in that primetime debate, she's not getting enough polling numbers, so I just didn't count her as the 10 I was ranking. Uh, But Jennifer goes on to say, Fiorina's message has been about a citizen government. Uh, She is in favor of non-career politicians, which would be her, but Jennifer doesn't know where she stands on the CFR, the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations. If you think there's an international power elite that has undue influence over our government cfr is ground zero for that and i do care about that i don't know where she stands on that but i i uh i don't have any objection to her in this in in that list i'd have to get know a little bit more about her i am going to go to uh michael in decatur hi michael you're on with monica
2: hey how are you monica good how are you doing good my question for you is what candidate you think spend, stands the best chance of uniting the party cuz I feel like the last two elections people have splintered if their candidate hasn't won.
1: Do you think that's because of the like libertarian or Tea Party and establishment Republican kind of My, yeah, three-way I mean, there's
2: split? So three-way yes. split. I mean, you've got evangelical libertarians, Tea Party people and it's a the Republicans have a big, a big house to keep in order. The Democrats unite. So
1: yep, that is gonna do it? that is a good point. I guess my answer is, and it's a, a function of like how surprised I was by how I liked this guy. And I know Jennifer's tweeting to me, don't like him, and I want to know why she doesn't like him. But John Kasich, the Ohio guy, what I liked about him was that he had this kind of Reagan-esque. Uh, Uh, quality in his approach to the economy and i feel like the foreign policy thing i think is the basis of a lot of the problems that the republican party has because libertarians are non-interventionists they want a defensive foreign policy free trade and stuff but they don't define american interests as what they you, you use the military to defend but actually american soil So that's a big problem. This guy at least isn't super focused on it he has to address it a little bit but he's he's focused on the economy and he says in his state in ohio he balanced the budget while cutting taxes and creating three hundred fifty thousand jobs and i feel like the debt really worries me and this constant overspending really worries me i think we could all unite around somebody who at least focuses on that because the rest are really all the same i think on they're always going to pivot to the establishment on the on the defense stuff anyway yeah do you know anything so about Russian, this guy? Have you heard of him before I, I just actually talked to him?
2: And I haven't, yeah. and I've monitored it quite a bit, but I, I haven't seen a whole lot about him, I guess. Um, my thing is I feel like the party will be best served to return to what I believe are core Republican principles, which are the libertarian principles. Please, everybody, scale back how far encroached we are in people's lives. Get out of people's bedrooms. Get out of people's jobs but I know that that's not a very popular view. For-
1: yeah, if you if you go through the bill of rights, our libertarians objection to what the politicians are doing is really you can just tick off they're violating the 4th amendment with the surveillance, the 5th amendment with detainment, with the 10th amendment is is reserves to the states everything that the federal government wants to legislate from gay marriage to Obamacare. It should not be a a national discussion at all. And then the defense stuff, I personally think it's really a question of facts, that our principles are the same, but that people, if you believe Fox News, you are going to have a very specific interpretation of the facts, which I think if you dig a little deeper, you could interpret it other ways. Yeah. So that's my thing. Thank you so much for the call, Michael. And if I've been touching on this foreign policy stuff, I've done a lot of shows on it. I write a lot about it on my website, Monica dot com. If you want to dig in a little deeper, uh, go check that stuff out and make your own decision. I really am not I don't I don't I think this country is going to get worse before it gets better. I'm not like I don't think this is a desperate battle where you have to vote for the lesser of two evils vote your principles because I think it's not going to make much of a difference in the end what establishment figure we have who will continue the same policies that we've that we've been engaged in for a couple of decades now so but if you want to know why I I think what I think um, I'm not gonna get into detail now but just check it out Monica dot I do my conversation all week long on Twitter and Facebook Uh, I'm going to go to Mary Tess and Marietta. And uh, uh, Mary Tess, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi. How are you today? Good. How are you? Very good. I'm so happy that I
3: was able to contact you and talk to you. Yeah. What you got? Oh, I am a Trump supporter. You know, I am from the Philippines. You can see, you can hear from my accent
1: that I'm not an American. Yeah. And you like Trump? what that's do you like about what, Trump? What? That's what we. That's what America needs. <sighs> he uh, he is fearless, and it seems like, and I I think that he is not going to take too much guff from other people. He's I I agree with you. Like I was surprised. Same with John Kasich, my number two choice. But my my number three choice is Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, my mother would like thought I was. Because Donald Trump, he just was like a joke when we were growing up. He was always in the news. He was bankrupt all the time. And I just can't believe that when I actually sat down and listened to him, like he did this hour-long interview with Anderson Cooper, and he was just like, yeah, yeah, stop at the mumbo-jumbo. And I was like, wow, I guess that's how you handle these interviews. You just ignore what they're actually saying and you can get away with anything but uh so what else did you do you like about him uh okay i'm gonna actually go to jay and Alpharetta. jay you're on with monica jay Hello? yeah you there oh sorry i hear you jay gad what you got for me
3: yeah, a couple of things. First, I'm a libertarian, and I Paul would not even be on my list. I'll get to that in a minute. But I just want to tell you, Don Kasich is the real deal. Let me tell you.
1: Oh, you was, like him? Do you work for him?
3: I, I'm not with the Kasich campaign, but they, they might as well sign me up, because I'm over 50, and I know the experience that man has. Okay, keep has it keep it quick, state,
1: but tell me. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, he's governed
3: the state in an unbelievable way, and it's a, it's a— it's a, one of those blue-red states, oh, yeah. um, and he's very popular there. That's, that's a plus. That gentleman was asking earlier, how can we unite the party? I think John Kasich would be the best GOP candidate in a generation, and yeah. I'm not kidding about that. And Before
1: we can't forget—hold on a second, Jay. You okay. can't forget that uh, we're probably going to get somebody from Ohio or Florida. Because those are the purple states, right? So yeah. the, the establishment's going to push us to those directions. So that's like Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio or Kasich. Okay, go ahead.
3: Okay. Uh, and, and the other thing is none, nobody on the stage would have this kind of experience. He was with the Defense Appropriations Committee for 18 years. He's, he, was, he was the last guy to balance the federal budget the more people hear him they'll start to get it i think um,
1: i i really got it from yeah. just listening to him talk and and i uh, him on the issues and what he did for ohio i i thought he was very um you could really i felt like he was sincere in his way i mean he's obviously a politician but yeah. he was knew what he was saying so i would consider that but i'll give you just uh you got a minute to tell me why rand paul isn't even on your list i'll,
3: I'll tell you why um i've I've considered myself a libertarian like you for decades, and I'm starting to realize that when politicians are libertarians, uh, you start to realize that you're not really a libertarian, because what what becoming a libertarian has come to mean is that you should be an isolist on defense policy, and you're for the gold standard. I mean, these guys are goofballs, and we're in a time that we don't need someone like that. A crowd hammer said it really well on Paul. You know, the last couple of years... Uh, Obama has governed on foreign policy like Rand Paul would, and we are the laughing stock in the world right now. I gotta say, you're no.
1: I they're not isolationists. They're non-interventionists. That we libertarians want to trade freely, want to have a very strong defense. Let's build an iron dome like Israel. I don't even care if you to cut the. You don't even have to cut defense spending if you don't want to. Just make it defensive and don't make it less safe. And I think that Obama's had virtually the same foreign policy as Bush in highly interventionist. Look at how they flattened. Libya he cannot stop pushing for war in Syria uh, will he let ISIS get out of control in Iraq I think so he could go in there it's very in service to the military industrial complex so I think that you got to peel the onion a little bit more um, right after the break I'm going to Ryan we're going to talk a little bit about VPs this is Monica Perez
3: Monica Perez on News 955 at AM 750 WSB
1: High of 91 tomorrow and getting hotter as the work week begins. But the forecast could change, so stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather. Brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. Uh, I am talking about my assessment of the GOP candidates. The debates are coming up on Thursday, getting to some calls. I'm going to Ryan in Cleveland. Hi, Ryan. You're on with Monica.
3: Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to ask about a... I guess the tradition that they do in the in the election that no matter who wins the uh the primary, when it comes time for them to pick their their running mate, why they don't oftentimes pick whoever the next uh, most popular person would be, say a you know, if Donald Trump is able to ride this wave of emotion that he has yeah. right now, why he would likely not take somebody like a Marco Rubio or a Rand Paul as his running mate.
1: I think at this point, it's 100% about those purple states or like the swing demo. So I think Marco Rubio is going to be the VP no matter what, because he's targeting the Hispanic vote and he, suppo- he, he would he's from Florida. So maybe he can deliver that Florida vote. I think it just has gotten so uh, mathematical that you're never going to get an ideological pick. Wouldn't it be nice, though, if we could?
3: It would be great. I just I don't know why they haven't done that in the past. You know, you've gotten people. I I would say that Sarah Palin was not really a very common household name when she was chosen as running mate for McCann, And I just
1: yeah, I I think they were trying to just. Why they do that? They were saying, uh, "Oh, the Democrats diss the woman, but we will welcome her." It was so bad. But I thought the worst VP pick of all time was Ronald Reagan with George H.W. Bush, because he had been the head, Bush had been the head of the CIA, and Reagan was this uh, white knight coming in from the outside with principles and charm and not a D.C. insider, and then they gave him Bush, and I mean, he would have been president a year later, there was an assassination attempt, so I was always puzzled by that, uh, by, the, by that pick, But we'll see. I mean, I think it's going to be Marco Rubio and um, uh, no matter who. So thank you so much for the call, Ryan. I, coming up at the bottom of the hour We are going to play Ask the Libertarian I have Krista Diviaz here from the Clark Howard Show She's going to help me with that I've got some questions lined up But I also will take uh, your calls on that If you want 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK We've been talking a lot about libertarians Versus just the mainstream Republican certainly candidates So if any questions have come up Feel free to give that call Also, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show, or um, even email me or Facebook me through my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. Also, I'm going to play a little game at the bottom of the hour. I uh, have a McDonald's prize pack, a weekend prize pack coming up. It is a pair of tickets to see Air Supply in concert, August 22nd at Delta Classic. Chastain Park Amphitheater, produced by ASO Presents, and a pair of tickets to see Boz Skaggs in concert October 21st at Atlanta Symphony Hall, also produced by ASO Presents, but I'm going to give that to whoever calls and can identify the person. I have a new intro, so at the bottom of the hour, you're going to hear a guy, uh, like a little clip, and you have to tell me if you recognize that voice. It's pretty obscure, so you got to listen and then I'll give you the number uh, to call after we hear that clip and the, the first person to identify that person is going to get the McDonald's weekend prize pack. But call about the Ask the Libertarian, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.
3: You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
1: That is a very obscure television personality that I don't know if anybody's going to get this. But if you know that person's name, that guy who's just talking, call 404-741-0750. And you will get first person to call with the right name. will get uh, the McDonald's weekend prize pack. So uh, now we are changing gears a little bit And we are going to play Ask the Libertarian I'm going to take some calls 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK I'm going to go first to I have here Krista DiBiaz Is in the studio with me You might know from the Clark Howard Show Hey Krista Hello so you are we've gotten emails and tweets and everything like that. So you have some questions lined up for me, right? Absolutely. Okay, so first I want to um if you call, you'll get priority. I'm gonna go to Steve in Atlanta. Steve, you're on with Monica.
2: Hi, Monica. I just wanted to say I am so glad that you exist.
1: Wow. That's high yeah. praise. Steve, boy! Oh.
2: Well, I was just talking to my wife yesterday, and I was saying, I wish there was a libertarian voice on the radio. <laughs> right. John Hannity is so good in so many pl- in ways, and he's so bad in so many ways. And NPR is good in so many ways, and they're so bad in so many ways. And you're just a wonderful mix, and I was so excited to discover that you existed. So thank you.
1: Well, I feel the same way about you, Steve. Thanks for calling. I really appreciate that. And I ju- it really gives me uh, I, uh, makes me want to keep it up because there is a lot of controversy you get the the far right stuff you get the far left stuff nobody's going to agree on everything but it is nice to have uh, a little bit of everything which you get here on WSV thanks so much Steve okay I'm going to get a question from Krista and then we're going to go to more calls All right. well first this is one I thought
0: of when I was running the other day and I emailed it to you and of course you wouldn't answer it until (laughs) (laughs) on the air so I'm breathing in someone's horrible emissions and of course here in Georgia to get our tag renewed you have to have your emissions checked so what is the libertarians say about that? Like if someone's car is spewing out horrible emissions and it's going in my lungs and bothering me is that along the lines of touching me or my stuff or what?
1: Yeah so it depends on who has the right. Sounds like you weren't on your own property so you were out breathing somebody else's air and you don't really have a right to complain <laughs> about it. Uh, but if it was on your own property, right? If somebody is driving by and spewing running a you. circle in my front yard. Yes. If you were just running, in a circle, <laughs> okay. running around your house, like <laughs> I make my kids do go run around the house 50 times, drive me crazy. Yes. If you were doing that, the, the question would be, uh, are people allowed to do that? And, and actually this was a real question or a version of this question was real in the 19th century during the industrial revolution in England, People were suing companies, factories for spewing ash onto their property and it was real damages. So if it's not something you could detect, if you're like your are whatever, invisible particles are coming, that doesn't that in no legal system, libertarian or otherwise would that matter. But when they were uh, spewing that stuff, they were winning. The people's, the property owners were winning and the factories were going to have to clean up or shut down. And the government actually stepped in and told the courts to uh, stop doing it because um, it was bad for business Mm -hmm. and we would not have a pollution problem. Okay, So there you go. All right. Now I'm going to go to a call. Can I go to a call? And then we'll do more. Another uh, question after that. Okay. Shane in Athens, you're on with Monica.
3: Uh, Yes, ma'am. It's great to talk to you. I'll listen to you every Saturday. I get a chance. Awesome. Um, My question for you is, I'm a libertarian myself, and I'm wondering where real libertarians, as I've seen, to to feel you are, stand in the state of Georgia, especially on legalization of marijuana.
1: Well, I have uh, some—I have always been a huge opponent of the drug war. The drug war, it's it's the—it's— When you ban substances, ban anything, you create black markets, you create violence, because the people who sell and buy can't go to the courts and the police for help if their economic transactions go wrong. So the drug war is wrong. Um, The legal uh, drugs, it's no business of the government what you do to your own body. The problem is, though if you have a welfare state like we have now and people have the safety net it's like a, a the welfare it's the welfare is the moral hazard the problem is that if in a normal economy in a free society if you are doing drugs Eventually, you're going to run out of drug money if you can't work, but if there's a welfare state, it provides you or your girlfriend or whatever gets food stamps, you can just reach depths, a much greater percentage of the population can get sucked into that, so in, a, in I, I think it they should not be criminalized right now, you should legalize it, you should end the drug war, but... Welfare is a very serious moral hazard when it comes to self-destructive behavior like that. And I think libertarians should stay aware of that. Okay, Crystal, let's get another question. All right.
0: You've been talking a lot about Donald Trump and Fred wants to know,
1: are libertarians for open borders amnesty? It's that is a great question to go on the heels of the drug question. Because as a libertarian, I do believe in the rights to work and travel. So if I have a business, or I have an apartment, I don't I shouldn't have to see somebody's papers if I want to make an arm's length transaction with that person. But there are, I would say, three kind of nuances there. One is if we had no debt so that the people who lived here were the ones who had already paid for all the roads but we have 18 trillion dollars of debt so the roads aren't paid for yet but if that were the case you would have people using community roads but of course that's a problem with having the government hijack infrastructure uh and then there's another thing which is uh as a libertarian i believe in our natural rights but if we have a system where Uh, Our courts and stuff don't uphold the Constitution and people can come in and vote our rights away. Then you have an issue about giving people citizenship. So my idea would be you would actually have to understand the Constitution uh, and civics like study for years before you could vote because that is dangerous. And then, like I said, with the drug thing, there is a welfare safety net, a welfare floor, a lot of labor Uh, labor market corruption in this society which is not does not have a free labor market so you have this floor where uh like 40 percent of eligible workers just don't work and they don't do that because there are a lot of safety nets and stuff and that creates this labor shortage believe it or not that sucks people in from other countries and i think that uh like keeping that what this illegal immigration does is sustains a very dysfunctional labor market, that if you eliminated all the problems in the labor market, Americans would work and you just wouldn't even have this uh, immigration issue at all. Okay, what else? Mac wants to know, how will libertarians deal with the sick and disabled needing help? That is a very serious question. I understand that. I feel like uh, it is my conclusion that... The vast, vast, vast majority of people can take care of themselves, can actually function economically. I have a son with Down syndrome. He's going to be 13, and I can see. I mean, if you want to take a kind of stereotypical example, if, if there are programs where they have special needs kids bag groceries or collect carts. In the this technological world, even my son, who has Down syndrome, could function economically. So not too many people would fall below the cracks if you didn't have all these labor dysfunction that keeps people kind of unemployed. And then I look at what would those people do? First of all, we would have such a level of prosperity. There would really be no want. People do give billions like the world the majority of the world's population belong to religions whose basic tenets are self-control and charity so i i just don't think that there would be a real problem whereas the system we have now actually creates more needy than it helps in my that's my conclusion
0: a couple of questions about roads. Uh, Justin wants to know who will who will build the roads? And Rob asks the probability of establishing a long-term highway transportation fund.
1: I didn't really understand that. i that that um second question, I think I, I sent that to you. Somebody sent that to me. Uh, the let's just talk about the roads. I have given a lot of thought about this, and I think that the standard libertarian, answer if you're if you're such a hardcore libertarian you don't even believe in public infrastructure uh which i am i don't i think the the standard answer is you go uh you pay for the roads that the roads are all toll roads and now we have toll tags and everybody could have that but when i thought about it a little harder i realized that that's not actually it at all that uh that car companies oil companies Real estate developers, retailers, all these people need you to get around. They want you to buy the cars. They want you to burn the gas. They want you to shop at their stores. They want you to buy their houses. So they would provide those roads and they would make sure that you can get around on them. I was reading a libertarian article. Uh, who said the reason the government hijacked all the roads was to make sure they had access to you and your property so that they could get your tax money. Hmm. And that's interesting. Okay, what's next? Uh, Jim asks, why are libertarians always looking for conspiracies? Ah, good one. I am never looking for a conspiracy. I acknowledge that people do uh, talk to each other. People in power, people not in power, your parents, whatever, people talk to each other to decide what they want and how to get it. And they don't always broadcast that. But the reason I think libertarians tend to uh, discover alternative narratives that make more sense is that once you see, once you look at your principles as libertarian, you no longer feel a sense of loyalty to a political party like Republican or Democrat. So you can watch Fox or or vote or speak or whatever without thinking, man, I know that the Republicans aren't perfect, but it's the lesser of two evils. God forbid we should have a Democrat. I don't want to hurt my side. I don't want to sound like a liberal and criticize big business. I just don't want... I. It's a hard enough struggle, and you're always kind of serving the lesser of two evils. But once you kind of let go of that, once you see that they really are both kind of pulling a scam then you stop believing that mainstream media and when and then you're you're critical so you see Fox News you say why did they say a source unauthorized to comment I wonder what the real story is and and you're open to digging in and just holding everybody to a higher standard and I think you come up with alternative stories a lot of times that tend to explain events better and predict what's going to happen next better you should if you listen to my show you'll see I predict better and explain better than people who just uh, do the talking points off the Uh, Off the front pages Froggy says
0: libertarians are shills for the 1% To let corporations take advantage Of workers by eliminating standards And regulations
1: why can't you see That oh This is something this is Really deep like that's really going Down the rabbit hole and I have noticed That there is what I call Like the there a, a corporate libertarian this kind of what you see in the mainstream and uh, and they tend to focus on we don't want minimum wage but you don't hear too much about tarp like the bailouts of of banks and stuff they'll they'll compromise and say uh that they um needed to do the bailouts it would have been worse you've got to bail the banks out to save them so there is there is some of that and i think that is a corporate hijack where they want us to focus on deregulating but we never uh, they would like us libertarians not to focus at on the other end which is also something that disturbs us a lot which is the corporate capture of government so government has all the power corporations know they have to capture that power but i would also answer froggy that marx was financed by capitalists. They saw the progressive movement coming... And they wanted to hijack, or I think it was called the populist movement, they wanted to hijack it by having an alternative that the public could fall for, the workers could fall for, that still concentrated all the power at the top where they could control it. So there was some rapid fire, ask the Libertarian. Uh, I'm going to get, right after the break, I'm going to get to Ken in uh, Woodstock, who's got a question for me. And um, if you, I probably have one more call if you want to call 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.
3: Monica Perez. On News 95.5 at a.m. 750, WSB.
1: Highs of 93 expected Monday and Tuesday, but the forecast could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And if you were wondering who that funny guy was on my clip, it was Hugh Hauser, the uh, Tennessee-accented voice of California's gold, which is a hilarious or Good, I guess public uh, public television show in California And I just heard that clip, I thought it was so funny I loved it So there you go And uh, I am going to go to Ken in Woodstock Hi Ken, you're on with Monica
3: Thanks Monica, enjoy your program Thank you uh, I know you're a mother and I know you're on the radio three hours on Saturday But what do you do when you're not doing that? Do you have another job career? Or... No,
1: I I used to be an investment banker. That's kind of like my bread and butter. And I was kind of thinking of going back to work. And I got a CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst. So I was really going to like work for a hedge fund. And then the lovely Krista said, come on, man, you never stop talking. You got I got to put a microphone in front of you. So uh, I did that, but I'm pretty busy with my kids. My son, I have um, a 12 year old with Down syndrome, and then I have an 11 an year old and a 10 year old. So I've got my hands full there. But I'll tell you, I'm on the radio for three hours, but it takes many, many hours during the week to vet all the issues, especially since I'm a little bit of a contrarian. So because I don't just parrot what I hear from the front, from the headlines, I got to always be ready for a fight. It takes a lot of hours.
3: Well, you I didn't, didn't consider about the preparation to so this more than three hours each week.
1: That you, oh yeah, I basically clear the decks on Thursday and Friday so that I can figure out what's interesting to talk about, to figure out what what people will think about what I'm going to say because uh, because I say stuff that's different from what they're hearing. They're ready with a lot of arguments, and I'm I'm trying to make my point. It's like. Uh, Uh, I have a lot of people listening who can call and I'm just the one person. I have to have it all in my brain. So it really takes a lot to, to really dig into all the issues.
3: Well, you're a smart person. If you're half as pretty as you are smart, you're a, you're, you're a knockout.
1: Oh, thanks, Ken. Well, look me up. Check me out on uh, MonicaPerezShow.com you won't and not be disappointed, Facebook. Ken. You oh, not be disappointed. Won't be disappointed. Thanks, Krista. Yeah, I, I encourage you to check that out. Go to my Facebook page. If you like what you see, like me. MonicaPerezShow.com. Hopefully, I can get one more quick call in. Sam in Atlanta, you're on with Monica. Um, hello.
2: Um, so this is actually my first time listening to the show, but I had a question for you about, I guess, the libertarian perspective yep. on something. Um, how do you think, do you think there's going to be enough jobs for everyone on in our country or in this, on this earth still, considering the advent of technology and automation of various jobs?
1: That, that is
2: an a, example, like auto industry.
1: Yeah, that's a great, great question, Sam. I don't have a lot of time, so let me try to uh, knock it all out. There was a great book, Our Enemy the State, 88 pages, Albert J. Nock, and it was the first time I really understood this question. He said, we are always going to have political problems while people think a job is something to be given. And it's a huge mind vitamin. You're going to have to think about that. But what he was saying is that... That economics, growth, prosperity comes from production I think it's based in something called Say's Law So if you're a human being You can just get up and pick up a broom Or give somebody a massage Or, uh, I don't know, clear a little plot of land And plant a, a tree or whatever If we're so prosperous That we don't even have enough jobs for people Human beings can always create jobs I think things that get... Uh, Uh, automated a lot of times that's a response to systemic maneuvers from the top like labor unions getting government support to force things down industry's throat that in a free society wouldn't happen that the labor would adjust to the needs uh, or you have like a minimum wage where they're literally going to eliminate all jobs under fifteen dollars an hour in and in New York that's going to create tremendous Systemic unemployment and also I really hate that defense Our defense industry does a lot Of R&D research and development that the private sector would not do because we don't need that level of automation with this level of available labor. And what ends up happening is they, they create technologies that, that uh, that the free market wouldn't put people out of work to adopt. But once the, once the technology is out there, like voice to text was a government thing and anybody who does dictation, you know, is out of work. So I think in a free society, there will absolutely by definition be as many, Uh, As many jobs as there are people willing to work, and uh, we would just be awash in prosperity. I think that scarcity, really economic scarcity, is a thing of the past. It would be with today's level of technology And economy Love the Ask the Libertarian I'll have to do that more often Next week I am on My shows normally 3 to 6 But next week it's 4 to 7 And I will be doing a little bit of uh, I'll talk about the debates And I'm also going to be on a little bit During uh, the broader discussion about the debates Here on WSB between 1 and 3 But if you look at my Facebook page Or my website monicaperezshow.com I'll keep you posted on that give you a podcast, and I'll talk to you then. This is Monica Perez.